people how y'all feeling today peace peace thank you for tuning in to another episode of soul affirmations with felicia and kariga with kariga and felicia but most importantly with you on the black love podcast network yes thank you all for tuning in thank you all for reviewing and giving feedback and engaging and sending questions thank you for subscribing yeah and i noticed that many of you are making purchases of soul affirmations online and you're leaving these really amazing notes mm-hmm. in your orders <laughs> and i love to hear from you in that way yeah it really personally connects each soul affirmations right community member so mm-hmm. I, I love hearing from you all in the notes yes thank yeah, you I like that treat so i want to start this episode by acknowledging that we have a very special guest today and we just want you all to know that kamali is is here okay she is here for this episode. Yeah, she's management. <laughs> Typically, um, she's in nap. She's in her nap mode. But today she said, you know what? No, I decide I decide I'm gonna make a feature. Oh yeah. And she is here. So you might hear a coup or two. <laughs> a coup or two. <laughs> I like that. And and that is just Kamali adding in her two cents. She's so present. She's so present. <laughs> Bright eyed and bushy tailed. Yeah, there it is. (laughs) Awesome. But I also want to start this episode with an affirmation Mm -hmm. from our soul affirmations text. So if you have your text, pick it up. Okay. Touch your neighbor. Tell them to grab their text with consent. Okay. You always miss the consent. No, no. With consent. Uh And you are going to turn to page four, which is the very first affirmation in this text. And it reads, mind unlocked, heart unblocked. I am open and willing to receive the lessons, blessings, and manifestations today will present. Mm. Mind unlocked, heart unblocked. I am open and willing to receive the lessons, blessings, and manifestations today will present. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I'm rolling with it. That's how I want us to start this episode. Yeah, mind unlocked, heart unblocked. That's how I'm rolling with it. Yeah. Yeah. And this is going to be a a fun episode. We got Kamali here, like I said, as a special guest. But really, I wanted us to talk about Father's Day. Straight up. I think, uh, well, one, thank you for making me a member of the Father's Day community, Felicia. I'm totally responsible for that. I would no way in the world I can be here without you (laughs) in this context. But uh, yeah, I also want to make room. I think the mind unlock, heart unblock part is exactly... How I experience this mm-hmm. mind unlocked in this context for me is it is the portion by which I get out of my head mm. and into the moment. Hard unblocked connects me to the eternal. It's the part of me that's out of time. I don't have to even experience the construct of time when my heart is unblocked. Mm. I'm connected to love. Love connects us. But this Father's Day was interesting because I was experiencing it in a very, uh, a duality, right? And it was beautiful and warm and reminiscent. But ultimately, 
my experience with grief has helped me love more abundantly. Mm. Now, it did take me several expressions, several sessions and therapy and my own thinking and journaling to actually be able to articulate that grief was love. Because mm-hmm. in the beginning, it certainly doesn't feel that way. And there's no way I can connect it so quickly. Mm-hmm. But through time, you realize this feeling that you're having is love. And Kamayu's love has informed how I presently love Kamali. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to do it with this abundance and this willingness mm-hmm. and this belief that I can be present for her mm-hmm. and I understand her and I appreciate her and I am always curious about her and I'm, I want to help to be the parent she needs, not the one I plan to be. Mm. But Kamayu has made that canvas possible. She stretched me in the right ways to approach Kamali with this full-on attentiveness. Mm. So my love is rich. So this Father's Day, I didn't even have to experience Kamayu in a place of sadness. Mm -hmm. I really was thanking her. And I felt like she was just looking at the family with gleaming joy one moment but also I was in deep gratitude for how she informed my love the way she expanded my ability to know love and receive love and take it out of time Mm -hmm. she just exists in the sweetest spot of my heart Mm -hmm. and I share with her the challenges but this year it was this experience that I get to be father to a child in the beyond and a child that is here mm-hmm. and how unique that positions my heart to love. So I just took my blessing this year mm-hmm. that Kamayu is my daughter and Kamali is my daughter mm-hmm. and they're sisters. And I have this huge responsibility of loving them both mm-hmm. in two amazingly different ways. Mm-hmm. I think that um, that is very important that you say and I felt that this Father's Day, I was able to remember, yes, I have Kamali here, right? But I was able to remember that Kamayu does inform the deepest love that I know that informs how I love her, how I love Kamali. She blessed us in this way. Yeah. And I also think it's important, at least for me to say, it was important for me during Mother's Day, but that this is not the very, this is not the first Father's Day, mm-hmm. right? This is the mm-hmm. First one with a child Earthside, but yeah. So like this year, I had so much love and so much grace. I felt like uh, you ever been on a road and a driver near you, behind you, and beside you, like makes a really silly mistake, mm-hmm. and you could be about it and ready to curse him out, like <laughs> what you doing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or you could just give him that look, like that Kermit the Frog look. Yeah, but like you know not what you do. Mm. So when people. Like somebody just gave me a text. I hope they listen. I don't know. <laughs> Happy first Father's Day. Right? I don't. I don't really know what to do with that. <laughs> uh, but the other day I was talking to my partner. We was on a walk, and he said that right. And I, I able, I was able to correct him with ease. Yeah. But I'm trying to do all these things with with ease. Because mm-hmm. informing you won't be a labor that mm-hmm. is on me. Right. I'll do it in stride. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So much of this work of love and grief was a lot of heavy lifting at moving the public conversation forward, the reforming and reinforming and reframing. Mm-hmm. 
did so much of that work in the heavy parts of the beginning. I'm finding new ways to do it now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the first Father's Day. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that means. I check it out on 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 the real though. <laughs> I I think it's similar to how we talked about when we were coming home from the hospital and how easy it is for someone to say congratulations, right? Yeah. And I don't quite recall the reasons that you were able to identify why a person does that. But I also want to acknowledge that what I understand is that it is that point of relatability for that person. Uh-huh. So it's, it's for them, their point of reference to relate. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it, it, the intention, right, where it comes from is very, from a beautiful place, from a place of wanting to connect. Right. Yeah, you know, I learned I learned grace in that part. Right, because right. an, an angel father wouldn't say that to you. Nah, straight up, straight up. It's it's your it's your lens of reference on the experience. Mm-hmm. I got on it. I got on this expressway. Hey, Kamali, it's their it's their frame of reference for the experience, right? But for me, it's like I got on this experience at a different on ramp. Exactly. One that you may not be informed of. Mm-hmm. And and it informs where I'm going, right? And it informs how I'm getting there. So because I have so much work still ahead of me, mm-hmm. I am taking those experiences with grace because what I'm really focused on is the task of being Kamali's father and being totally present. Because what I'm really focused on is being absolutely present and well to love her and love you the way this work, this title this honor of being a father requires me to. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, it's a it's my strategy on being most present and most engaged with what is the affirming action mm-hmm. and being less engaged with negation. Yeah. Right? There's nothing there. Yeah. This Father's Day was also really profound for me because we had a guest in the home and a guest on the show. Mm-hmm. Yusha, and I haven't yet heard of the experience that I was just blessed to have. Like in the newborn phase, I've seen help. I've seen a lot of that help uh, before the maternal experience. I benefit greatly when Felicia's taken care of and they offer wellness to the home. But I never had like an extra dad hand. Right. Right. <laughs> like a, a father who's experienced come to spend time with a new father. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you don't really No, I don't hear of that. I haven't heard of that. Hmm. And why is that? It's I don't know why that is. I don't know if we haven't been able to build those bridges of connectivity and sensitivity and belonging yet. Hmm. Right. Or like what is the typical role of a man in the house and yeah. and, and just kind of where we're standing now in a pandemic, right? Things look differently. So parents are spending more time at home than previously. I don't, I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but it's, it's just this still can't tell you why the phenomenon is so, because he also booked his ticket without knowing we were pregnant. That's true. (laughs) Right. So this is just a ticket he books, but he came and offered so much kindness and goodness and gentleness and it was totally part of my fatherhood experience. When I spoke about being a new father, the context is his daughter is 12 years old. 
So there's a lot of experiences mm-hmm. he's had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also have the honor of being her godfather. But at 12 years into the experience, he has so much experience and reference and mm-hmm. know-how. Mm-hmm. And he came and gifted that all to us in the form of extra hand, extra lifting, taking Kamali while we ate, mm-hmm. making mm-hmm. sure we ate mm-hmm. meals, helping around. Mm-hmm. It was just amazing to have that brotherhood and reflection in my fatherhood experience mm-hmm. with someone who is who knows a large part of me formatively. Mm-hmm. He's someone who has context of who I was before my experiences with this grief. Yep. He knows me before Kareem passed. Yep. He knows me before Kamayu passed. He yep. knows me before these things. Mm-hmm. And according to him, he says, I've always had a high propensity to love. So it was unique to hear his observation on what the love looks like now. But your father's day was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. I had enough time to slow down. Mm-hmm. Had enough time to be present. Mm-hmm. It was preceded by Juneteenth. Yeah. That was amazing in Oakland. (laughs) Beautiful weekend. Yeah, it was beautiful. So it was a lot of black identity, black love, black liberation, Mm -hmm. black fatherhood, Mm -hmm. emotional availability. It Mm -hmm. was a really beautiful weekend to be black for me. Yeah. And I enjoy and love being black all the time. But there was a unique shine that came to this weekend. Mm. I love that you are able to connect Kamayu to this Father's Day. And I find that to be so very important in the narrative for us because she was here, right? And she's very much still a part of this family, despite what someone else's eyes can see. And so I think it's important that we continue to, I mean, I I don't even have to say this. I feel like you, you do it so well. And in my reflection, I admire how you're able to keep her present and keep her name before yours. Like she's known, well, you are known as her father. And that is a really beautiful identity and, um, and narrative. And I think it's courageous as well. I'm blessed to have it no other way. Yeah. In the previous episode, I was talking about being unaware of my leadership insofar as I didn't see it as leadership. I saw it as covering. Mm. And I think covering in this instance looks like covering my family and covering my child who's, in my mind, loved and protected but so vulnerable because people don't know how to perceive a child, right, in a double transition experience. So it took a lot of carefulness and how I spoke about her and how I modeled speaking about her mm-hmm. and how I modeled making room for angel parents and their children and our children. Every time I had the courage to speak, I had to make sure what I was saying was very clear mm-hmm. to introduce the language, the expectation, you know, ultimately, right, is teaching people how to love you. Despite folks who may not want to engage in that work, the only way to be loved correctly is to engage in teaching folks how to love you. So it was an honor to learn how to do that and be present and speak of Kamayu in a way that was a passport into a deeper love. So as far as I'm concerned, she's a part of anything I do 
because the way I love is directly informed by being her father. And that work is forevermore. Mm. Forevermore. Well, I like that we are reflecting on your Father's Day and talking about Black fatherhood. And I want to take a second. I think it's natural to take a second here. We've been talking about this in the last couple of episodes, but Shea Moisture has a campaign going on right now, and it's on uh, Black fatherhood, and it's actually a, a lullaby, and it's called A Light Inside of You. Let's go ahead and take another second to, to check that out. Shea Moisture Men is committed to celebrating dads daily. As a part of lifting their voices, we created a father's lullaby called Light Inside of You. This lullaby is for us, by us. It is our way of creating our own generational tradition to be passed down father to father. We want to share the voice of love, tenderness, and joy and hope that black dads already share with their babies and with the entire world. Let's normalize and celebrate black love in the form of a father's lullaby. Our story, our song. The world needs to see and hear the love of black fathers. Go to shamoisture.com slash men or shamoistermen on IG and listen to a father's lullaby and then challenge a black dad to share his story, his song, by singing the lullaby to his babies and posting it by using the hashtag a father's lullaby. Honestly, Fee, that was dope. And I want to just take a second to really acknowledge with sincerity, uh, black men, black fathers, uncles, Mm -hmm. anyone in a young person's life who's making an impact in a positive way. We see you and we celebrate you. And we want y'all to head over to shaymoisture.com slash men to celebrate black fatherhood in this very unique way. And I, I like too that when you say that, that you are addressing all black men and how they show up in a young person's life. Mm-hmm. And it, I think that's so very important, right? And how fatherhood is defined. Yeah. You know, you talk about that same, you had a different on-ramp into this. Mm-hmm. And those those stories are true, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Very much. I think about the young people who gifted me the responsibility mm. of being a father figure that they identify with. And in my earlier years, I felt uncomfortable. I remember that. Because I couldn't understand how you saw me as a father figure when I knew that I was only a few years older than you. Right. But it was this this deep care. This love, Mm -hmm. this unconditional love that perhaps felt familiar to them or desirable. Mm -hmm. But my young folks gave me that responsibility in a way that really, it made me believe in being present in my child's life. Mm. I thought if they could get this much from me in a short time, imagine what it looks like for my child to get to know my heart, my decision making mm-hmm. my moral compass mm-hmm. why i make the decisions the way i do mm-hmm. imagine what that can do for a young person who then can evolve the family yeah, right so yeah. man and i i remember that i remember hearing some of the kids call you dad and i'd be like man what the hell like nah that yeah or that, that was me that was my ego like nah, i will be responsible for that <laughs> <laughs> okay y'all not just gonna be jumping on this title or, but, or father but um i think that's beautiful and it reminds me of um your friend prentice who he he hit you up right yeah yeah he did to 
Oh, he, what was it? He like he just couldn't wait. Yeah, he in in his mind when he learned we were going to be parents, he made it his duty to give me a call. Shout out to Prentice Powell, mm-hmm. love you, bro. Gave me a call and said, "Uh, I just can't wait to see the dope father you're gonna be. Mm-hmm. You've been a solid black man in the community this long. We know you're gonna be a dope dad." <laughs> and that was like his note, his letter to me. So when my route to fatherhood didn't look like anybody imagined, yeah, it took a slam, especially for him because he had no, he did not know what to say in this space, right? But he kept in touch, kept checking in. <laughs> And then we were later learned that we were both expecting around the same time. Mm-hmm. So he hit me up and told me to uh, meet him at the amphitheater for Juneteenth <laughs> to have a reminiscing conversation on the same place where he, you know, dedicated that love. Wow. So it was really beautiful. It was a full circle moment. Yeah. And it, it, it did, it, fatherhood this year did build a bridge of camaraderie, especially to the fathers who have known my journey. Mm-hmm. They were present in really amazing ways. They really honor Kamayu. It was dope to see so many folks honor Kamayu. Because that's just the way my family is set up. That's what my family look. You know what I'm saying? If you're really talking to me, you're really talking about my family. Mm-hmm. And it's Kamayu mm-hmm. and Kamali. Mm-hmm. And if you want me to have an experience that relates to you as it pertains to fatherhood, you may not see that whole picture. But mm-hmm. what I'm telling you is the only picture I'm talking about is my whole family. Mm. I want to ask you, like, well, what what do we tell someone that doesn't have that understanding of the that there are many on ramps into fatherhood. Mm, that's it. Is I and maybe we don't tell them anything. I'm just I mean I like how you're able to with ease and very radically gentle tell someone <laughs> <laughs> radically gently tell someone you know hey this is not my first. Yeah. Like last time I made a correction I told him I appreciate the call. Mhm fatherhood for me looks different this is my first fatherhood with a child on this side of my arms Mm -hmm. but my previous childhood my previous fatherhood i held my child in my heart Mm. it's a different carry but trust me my child nonetheless i like that that's beautiful and it maybe helps them frame and that's when i'm feeling gracious you know sometimes (laughs) sometimes they don't get all that (laughs) they don't don't get a call back they don't get a text back sometimes it just be like that well I have enjoyed watching you become. I have. I remember the day that I told you. I remember the joy that you had. I remember that little video clip of us in Target when mm-hmm. I was getting your first Father's Day card. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to see that, that's. I think that's on. It's on your Instagram page. Yeah, yeah. from 2019, when I was picking out Kariga's first Father's Day card, and I asked him to walk away. And he recorded me and then he harassed me in Target about getting him. Harassed. It was harassment about getting him a corny Father's Day card. And I told him he was going to get the card he was going to get. Y'all, <laughs> y'all, did y- y'all know. So like one of, one of the things that requires grace in this marriage is Felicia's corny. I love I am, it. I know. I'm definitely I, corny. Exactly. <laughs> I can't so, help it. So I, I didn't want to get set up. I, I can't help it. No, corny Father's Day cards are the best. No but corny card. No, I, I remember that part of the road. And I remember the day that Kamayu got here. And I remember how you stood firm in who you were. Mm. Even that day, as I was trying to figure out who I was, mm. you already knew. You stood 10 toes down in your identity. I, I mm. said that and I mean it. 
You mm-hmm. never, you never fail. And sometimes it was 10 toes and two knees. Oof, man. Spent a lot of it in prayer, but yeah. it's, that was my evolution into being their father. Mm-hmm. Right? That type of holding. Yeah. And speaking of fathers, I also want to give a special acknowledgement to my father. Oh. Because <laughs> y'all don't hear about him much, but he's very much present, observant, and loving of Felicia and I and Kamayu and Kamali. But I shared a reflection the other day. I gave my father a kiss for the first time. <laughs> the general. The general. That's what that's what they call him. Him one. The general. <laughs> and, you know, if, for any of the listeners out there, I'm not sure if these are your experiences, but in my case, my Jamaican father doesn't express emotion that way. <laughs> and... But he is, he's very much connected and loving and spends time. Uh, his special way of showing love is cooking. Yeah. Right? That's why he shows you he loves yeah, you. Because he doesn't cook for people one. he doesn't love. He'll tell you that in a heartbeat. And he's, he's a really petty. good cook. So that's, that's why he doesn't cook for people he doesn't love. But I gave him a kiss. And for me, it was about just living in the complete love yeah. and making sure that wouldn't happen the first time at a funeral. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like so, but Kamayu gave me the license to kiss my father. Wow! Because I understand about time as a continuum. Wow! Because I've never, that just doesn't happen. I don't think any of my brothers have. I'm not the only boy. There's no, a lot of not. us. <laughs> so I just wanted to also give that as a uh, a special note to fatherhood. Kamayu is also informed the way I can love my own father. So big ups to the general. Is it me? I love that. <laughs> I love that. Well, I'm looking for an affirmation to close us out. And I'm doing this with Kamali rested sleep on my chest. So nestled in. She's nestled in. We got her down. I'll go with page 48. Grab your text. Touch your neighbor with consent. Tell him page 48. And it reads, today I invite myself to live in the frequency of love. In this space, I am called to remember how truly special my journey has been. Today, I invite myself to live in the frequency of love. In this space, I am called to remember how truly special my journey has been. How truly special my journey has been. That's exactly, that's the, that's the exclamation point. Mm-hmm. I, can, I, I understand this one. This one speaks to me very clear today. Yeah. Because in this frequency of love, I don't count my deficits, their experiences. Yep. They may have felt unfavorable at the moment, but every single loved one who is here in the present and present in the beyond has shaped my practice of love. And because I can love this abundantly, mm-hmm. but it takes the awareness of the sting mm. that I felt. Then I know my journey is truly special. It's it's just put together, really special, truly special. Thank you, Riga. And thank y'all for joining us for another episode of Soul Affirmations. Y'all are amazing, yo. With Kariga and Felicia. Felicia. <laughs> Kariga. Kamali. And Kamali on the Black Love Podcast. Kamali, you keep Network. it lit right here. Yep, Kamayu is here. The as candles well. burning. <laughs> if you like what you hear rate review yes hit us up leave comments share episodes with friends yep get back to us 
let us know any questions you want us to introduce on an episode yep. your capacity for that yep 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 thank you all for being present thank you for letting Kamali stop by today yeah y'all are <laughs> we amazing we hope you enjoyed our, our little coups and input <laughs> yeah. may we all love more abundantly peace peace